Hey, welcome to the High School at Bethel Ministry Podcast. I'm Chuck. Who are you guys? Who are you? Who are you? What's your name? What's your name? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. You're going to leave? I have Kyle and I have Will. So, Hi. Will, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, hello. I don't know what that was. Uh, my name is William. Uh, William. I'm, f- I'm 15. I'm a sophomore at um, North High School. Okay. Um, I was born in Georgia, but I was only there for a while. A few uh, minutes? Well, like a few months. Born? Left town. Yeah, like literally immediately. He had enough of that place. He, he oh, wasn't yeah. even oh, in yeah. the NICU. He came out and he was like, This place is trash. I'm moving. Dude, I hate this hot rain. Let's get out. Exactly. <sighs> okay, so Georgia, then what? You've moved around a lot though, haven't you? Um yeah, a few a few places. Um we went to Tennessee, Illinois, but um most of my life was up in New York. Uh like northern New York too. So it was cold, cold. Cold, cold, cold. Okay. Cold. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, who are you? I've been in one of these podcasts. Kyle, who are you? But have you released the other podcast? Introduce yourself. Kyle, Introduce yourself, Kyle. Kyle, who are you? Who are you? Yourself, Kyle. Oh, are yeah, you? This is too much. This is too much. No, for our, for our listeners freaking, who may not know who you are. Come freaking, on. I'm freaking. No. Hey, maybe they're on. only listening to this for well, me, so they don't know who you well, are. Let me speak. Okay. Um, I'm Kyle. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm a senior at Castle. I'm 17. I turn 18 in like two months. Congratulations. Yeah, and that's about it. Okay, so... I serve on the worship team. So we're going to talk about faith. Is it okay if we talk about faith? No. A little bit. We're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about faith. This is not what I signed up for. This is exactly what you signed up for now. Okay, so how long have you guys been a part of church? Like in the church world, would you say? Will? Probably, I think, like, around fourth grade, um, like we said, like we said, like I said, uh, I was up in New York. Uh, we were actually on Fort Drum, military base, okay. and we found a church there, and, you know, I met a few people there, became friends, um, but then when my dad retired, we moved away, so, you know, we, we, we did also find another <coughs> church uh, off post, and that's where... Um, <coughs> We we went with like some other friends from school. Okay, uh, Amanda and I, and uh, but Dad retired. We moved over here to Indiana, and um, after a while, we found this church. And like a few weeks later, my mom gets a job here as well. Okay, okay. So Kyle, what about you? How long have you been around church? Three years. Three years. Okay. What was your faith like before church? Those th- before those it three years really wasn't wasn't there. Okay. So, I mean, whenever I was in eighth grade, um, my seventh and eighth grade year, um, I would go in and out of church, but I, that was about it. I maybe went for about two months and then stopped going. Okay. <clears throat> so, that gives us a snapshot of you guys a little bit and your background. So, what I want to talk about today is some of doubts. Some of the reasons that people have a hard time with faith. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of my story briefly, and then I want to hear some of what your guys' thoughts and some of your struggles. So I didn't grow up in church. I was in college before I became a Christian. My viewpoint on Christians and Christianity and church and all that when I was in high school around that time was it just was kind of pointless, and I viewed people as if they needed a crutch. I think I viewed Christianity as a crutch, and... um 
yeah, there's two other guys here. So I think I viewed church and Christianity and faith as very feminine. I think I viewed it as just something that I saw a lot of girls, like they went to church and that was like a good person thing to do, like a good girl thing to do was to go to church. And I just didn't see any point for me to have anything to do with it. That was kind of my viewpoint. And it's through lots of conversations that I started researching and thinking about what it really meant to have faith and like the, the reason for God, like does God really exist? What are some of the things like dealing with Jesus, like who was Jesus, like the person, historical figure, and through like philosophy and uh, lots of other books and things that I read, like that journey and what went on um, leading me to a point where I did become a Christian. But what about you guys? Like what, what type of things do you feel like you've handled with, with <coughs> doubts and what are some of the barriers that you've had for yourself? Maybe some of the barriers that you see people around you have some of the common things. We can talk cultural stuff. We can talk historical things. We can talk personal things for you. We're just going to kind of have like an overview, like a snapshot of it. Kyle, you want to start? No. You don't want to start? No. Okay. Will, what do you think? Um, what was the question again? I kind of sent out. What was your view on church? Yeah, your oh, view okay. on faith and before like, yeah, before, before being a part of. Well, before uh, being a part of it, it was like, I didn't even know it was a thing. It was like maybe like a few friends were like, "Oh yeah, God, woo." Yeah, I, I was in uh, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, but it was like, "Oh okay, well, who's this God dude?" I don't know. I'll swear to him. Okay. Uh, then then we started going to church, and I was like, "Okay, so this is what people do. This is what people do," and I just like went with it. I didn't really believe in any of it. Uh, okay. But but then after a while, as I got older, I started like actually looking at some of the stuff that was going on, and I became more active in the church, but that's more of, like, here. Okay. What made you feel like you you were more interested in it? Like, what went from, it was something from the outside that it seemed worth looking into, thinking about researching a little bit? Hmm. Well, it was kind of like I was... I had to go into this because, like, I was just brought... Family. You are just yeah, coming along for yeah, the ride. Yeah, just come along with it. But but then, like, I actually had the choice to come. I had the choice to be active, and I was like, all right, let's 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 try this. Let's try this. Let's see where this is. Okay. And, and I found the high school group, and I like it here. I, I really do. It's, yeah. Not necessarily because of, like, God stuff, but because it's, like, nice people, really. Okay. Okay. So the questions that you had about faith or some of the barriers that you, if you'd be open to share about it, some of the barriers that you've had to feeling like the connection to God would be there. Because you, you say that you have the connection to people. What do you think some of the barriers could be that you would think there'd be a connection for you and God? It's easier to have a conversation with people because it's like you talk with them and then they talk back to you and it's like a continual exchange. You can actually hear somebody yeah, talking to you, you like can, I'm talking you to you hear. right now. Yeah. Gotcha. But but then when it's God, we can talk to him, but like he won't say anything directly back. He you know, people say like he talks through actions. Mm-hmm. Like he talks to us through our faith. Mm-hmm. So it isn't like 
It's like, and he yeah. speaks to us through the Bible and yeah. those things, but like an audible I voice. I don't hear this little voice in the back of my head like, you're doing good, you're doing good, yeah, keep it up, this is, this I, is God. No, that's valid. That's valid because it seems like, all right, it seems imaginary, so what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Kyle, what do you think? I don't really have an opinion. Whenever, I didn't really have an opinion on it. I thought it was all cool. I just didn't really care. Yeah. It's about it. How it went for me. So, as someone who you said you've been been involved in church for three and a th- half years, three and a half years or so, when you have doubts as a Christian now, what kind of doubts do you have? If this whole thing is real, honestly, like I still have those doubts. Like if if what I'm doing is actually um, like if it's made up or if it's actually like true, like. I think I think everyone still has those doubts where they're like, "Is what I'm doing true?" And I do I do believe yes, like what we're doing is truth. Um, <clears throat> another doubt is like, whenever Matt and Matthew, whenever Jesus says, "Not everyone who calls upon the name who calls the name Lord Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven." Um, that's like constantly doubting like oh am i doing enough am i doing enough am i doing enough am i doing this right but our faith is like we're not saved by works but through faith um our salvation is through faith but there's um you know like still i mean people can say they're saved and say that they are um like that they have salvation in Jesus Christ, but still live through the way they are. I think once you're truly saved, that you completely change everything and you live by the Word of God. Um, so, yeah, I think that's something that has been a struggle recently. Is like, am I doing enough? Because um, I've been on like a little bit of a burnout from a lot of things, like burnout of like how active you've been, like the yeah. stuff that you're doing. Yeah. So like me being involved in the church um it was really a lot of me not <clears throat> me pouring out more than i'm gaining sure so like not getting enough to be poured into um me always being wanting to be um leading things and um, what's the word like just participating and being um like actively being, giving yeah, out, actively, yeah, actively giving out, and actively like being one to um, lead. And I really realized that, like, first you have to be poured in to pour out. Yeah, for sure. Like, like it's like a cup; you got to pour something in to pour it out into another cup, and it's just continually. Um, and Jesus being the overflowing cup, like, um, once you take from Him. Like, you can pour out, but you have to keep taking from him because his supply is endless, but your supply is not endless. So do you see a connection between you being tired or feeling like you're going to burn out? Do you see a connection to that and having more doubts? Like, whenever you're really tired and you're working really hard, do you see that as being connected to, is this even real? I mean, do those thoughts and those feelings ever go together? I think it can. Um, it hasn't really for me 
recently. It has before. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it. I think it definitely can because, like you, you honestly are just like you're feeling like you're not gaining anything or you're not like, um, you don't have anything like pouring into you or mm-hmm. you're just so tired and you're like, then you're then you're just like, well, is this any of this real? Like, yeah. I'm not gaining. It feels like I'm not gaining anything from it. God, are you like, are you real? Yeah. And like, that's, that's something I feel like, um, a lot of us deal with is whenever we go through a burnout or we're going through like a really hard time in our, in our life. Um, we start to question like, God, are you even real? But like, God doesn't promise a perfect life. He tells us like the world's going to hate you mm-hmm. because like the world has hated me more. Like, if the world hated me, they're going to hate you. Yeah. Um, so, like, everything in life is going to be a struggle. But <clears throat> Colossians 3, 2, keeping your eyes on the things above instead of the things of the earth. Yep. Um, I mean, Paul gives so much wisdom in that book, and especially in that chapter, just about how to, like, stay content with the Lord. And, you know, that's really hard sometimes because we, we want to, it's really easy for us to literally get on this and just scroll through it endlessly and numb our minds. Yeah. Um, it's really easy. And to break that cycle or break that chain because we're, I've, our society today is addicted to this. And yes, sure. we might have a couple Bible apps or something like that. But that's small in comparison but, to everything else. Yeah, but that's like... I don't, like, I physically can't get the same thing out of this as I can reading the actual Bible. Oh, for sure. Like, if I'm... There's just something if different. I'm dead, a real book. If I'm dead tired and I'm like, I'm just going to listen to something, then I'll play it on, but I won't even read it. I'll have it... You just listen to it in the background. I'll listen to it. Because I have to, like, and I'll comprehend it as much as I can by listening to it. Um, so, I have a question. So, you were saying about feeling burnt out and feeling just tired. So what did you do? What have you done? What are you doing now or a plan or something about how to get, get more life back to like recover Mm -hmm. from feeling burnt out and just tired with those things. You just have to, um, I think it, I think it's really been a big thing of like me not taking my days carefully to where I'm just like acting like, which, I mean, yes, like, you're supposed to live, like, you're supposed to live out Jesus every single day, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to live like he's coming back tomorrow, or he's coming back in five minutes. Yeah. That's how you have to live. Um, and, like, that's, I feel like I've been doing that a little too much, where I haven't sat down and rested, and, like, with the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't taken a day to, like, sit in his presence, and... Uh, be filled back up because literally like any time I do that I feel like an instant regeneration um and I think not keeping that as a normality mm-hmm. um and not keeping that as something that is regular like regularly scheduled for me that's really hard because like I constantly feel like I'm just I'm dragging like all this weight is on me it's like it's like I saw this picture of um it was this picture of this guy and he's like being crushed by a boulder and he's trying to pull somebody else up mm-hmm. and he's just like, he's like, I'm being crushed by weight. Why can't you just pull up? 
why can't you just reach out to my other hand and pull up and climb up on my arm? Yeah. And it's then you being crushed by something. Yeah. And then there's a, and then the bottom one, the chick is saying, um, or the other person is saying, um, why can't you just lift me up? Like mm-hmm. for, I think it was first, like, why can't you just lift me up? Mm-hmm. Um, you have two arms. And really, it's, like, what you can't see is happening to that person, but also, like, seeing that that person, like, not knowing that that person is hurting on the, like, is being crushed by Mm -hmm. a bunch of weight, but also, like, that person who's being crushed by a bunch of weight and having that burden on them is also trying to lift somebody up. Yeah. Whenever you can't do that. Like, you have to... um, like you have to give everything you have to Jesus, and um, like you can't fix anybody. You can't it's like true. lifting people up is different than fixing people. Um, I feel like well, we can't fix anybody, and the thing is, we can't even fix ourselves. Yeah, yeah. humans are flawed beings, and like Jesus died for us, even though we suck. <laughs> we yeah. do. That sounds like a T-shirt. Jesus died for you, even though you suck. Dude, you're the worst. You're no, the Jesus worst. Jesus still loves you. He still loves you. So let me let me ask something. Um, I think both of you guys do this, but how do you handle questions that you have? Questions about faith, dates, doubts, the dates that you have, doubts dates. that whenever you guys are getting ready to go on a date, like how do you handle that? Uh, that's a different podcast. So how do you handle your doubts? Do you research things? What do you do to find answers? I go to you. Like, don't do that. I, <laughs> you. You've screwed up in your life. You've made mistakes, and but you now this guy, dude, you hear this guy, dude. But but now on, you're he's like on he's, your head. Is he speaking truth right now? <laughs> he is okay. But Appreciate but now you're here. You have a beautiful wife. You have beautiful children. Like you you came from like the frat party dude, and now you're you're in the house of God. You're teaching the new generation, like. Now he's hyping. Now he's like a hype guy. Now. He's smashing and then lifting up, man. I'm loving this. Dude, okay. you kind of sucked before, but like now? I saw you need Jesus in my life. Yeah. That's what like it is. You, when, when you put God into your life, like... Things change. It, yeah. You, you had that faith in him, and everything is about faith. Like, we have our doubts. We will always have our doubts, but we have to just believe. So how... When you have questions like like philosophy things, psychology things, those type of things, what do you what do you go to? What do you read? What do you do? What do you research? Lots of times, I just think to myself, maybe write them down, and I'll look them up later. But okay. More so, it's just like independent thought. It's you know, it's I'm not. I try not to get like other people's biases or anything. Okay. Into my own like philosophy and stuff. We all have our own ideas and thoughts about how the world should be, mm-hmm. how people should be, and for sure, you know, I shouldn't try to mix mine with other people's. But I can still ask people I trust for advice on things. Mm-hmm. So, so like with philosophy and stuff, I will ask myself these questions, and I will try to figure that out. And if I still don't know then maybe it's not the right time for me to answer that. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I have to put my faith into someone else, have to put my faith into Jesus. Okay. I just have to believe. 
Kyle, how do you handle when people ask you questions about faith? People ask you questions about God. Um, I so yesterday I was at the mall, and as I, you are normally, no. Just, Kyle's like a mall guy. You know those guys that are just always at the mall? No. Just hanging out in the food court? Do you go to GameStop? No. Kyle's one of those guys. I am not one of those guys. Okay, play, go ahead. Sorry. Play, you playing the Nintendo because, Switch for an hour? Because <laughs> yeah. me and Angela wanted to meet me for lunch, so I needed her there. And I met her there. Why did I say meet her? You meted her there. I meted you her meted there. her there because you know what? You wanted to go eat meat, and you no, meted her there. You I met her there. Anything. I met her there. I literally you, had a bottle of Gatorade. You didn't eat? No, I, I was I'm broke. You didn't go to the mall? I'm and broke, eat? Dude. A little something? Oh, is little it Chinese food? Is, is it because you didn't get paid all the way? Yeah, it's, it's because... Man, that's another podcast, too. Uh, okay. Podcast we call Not Getting Paid. Yeah. Kyle edition. Oh, wow. Um, None of us are getting paid for this except Liam. I know. <laughs> um... I was at the mall yesterday, and I was just standing. I was standing next to Angela, and she was getting Chick Fil A. And this kid, this random dude, I don't know, and I was wearing my "Ask Me Who Jesus Is" shirt, and then I was wearing that. And then this, the shirt. this guy just walks around as we're standing there. He just looks me dead in the face with a straight face and goes, "Who is Jesus?" And then just walks away. Did you tackle him? No. You should have ran after. You can't ask me questions no, and not no, listen to the answer. You jerk! Bam! You, you full body tackle the student and then elbow no, him in the goes, face. He, he just like got. In, oh, he was like this far from my face too. Oh, he was like in my. face. He was a little aggressive. Oh yeah, I was like. Uh, I, was, I was he a big like, dude? No, he was skinny. He could was smaller he, than I was. Could he be taking him? I'm not going to answer that question. I just want to know. I just want to know. Liam wants to know. Liam's like <laughs> Kyle. I don't Liam. Do you care, Kyle? Could have you, you smashed that guy? That's what I, he wants to I know. Pro- I probably Kyle, were you going to throw angry, hands? But I was more or less just like in shock because okay. I was like, what? I was like, why? Because he just. Yeah, that is so weird. Like, but just, then he, he, no, he literally walked around because we were at a booth. He walked around and just started looking at earrings. I don't know. Who is Jesus? You got any earrings? Yo, who's Jesus? It was really weird. Why didn't you answer him? He wouldn't stop. You should have been ready. You could have been ready. You could have been like, this is the stuff we prepare for. Not well, really, but like, <laughs> I didn't expect him to literally walk around, look me in the face, and then walk away. I mean, it does mess it up like, when he walks away. Yeah. He just wanted to know. Yeah. No, I guess he did. Did you see him anymore after that? No. He didn't is he still there looking at earrings? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he probably he is. is. Why earrings? Did he have, did he have earrings on? Yeah, he did. Are you being serious right now? Are you just yeah, messing I'm with me? Yeah, being dead serious. He had a he had uh, he had a, a cross earring in here, right here, in this ear. I have one question. What was it? Will? No, it was not Will. Okay, it wasn't Will. Was it Liam? No, it wasn't Liam. I don't know who this kid was. Was it Jack? No. It was Jack. Was no, it? but dude, this man was like, looked like he was mad. And I was like, well, he was angry. He didn't know who Jesus was, and he wanted to know. That's why. So how do you handle? All right, going back to that, Kyle, 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 no, Kyle, no, Kyle, no, Kyle, Kyle, stop. How do you handle it when people ask you questions about faith? Real questions. Mm. I I don't know. It's it's tough because there's different questions that I can answer and there's different questions that I can't. Okay, so how do you handle it when you can't answer the question? I usually just 
I'll try to refer them back to somebody who has a better knowledge on it okay. or um, to somebody or to the Bible even. Like, if, if I can give them a reference of, like, where to look. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Or somebody or a theologian or somebody who knows more okay. about the topic than I do. What about, what about you, Will? How do you handle things when people ask you questions about faith when you get into that? Um, like, it happened a few times during school because, like, I, I told people I went to church, but I wasn't very godly around but you, them. But you led a group, though. Yeah, I, well, I tried to. You did a book study. How'd that go? Like, Liam came, but that's because he was working. <sighs> no, you did uh, Questions of Life. Do you remember that book that you did? You guys oh, would read yeah, chapters yeah, yeah. and go no, through those yeah, things? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you handle people's questions like, in context like that? Well, when we were, when we were doing the book, like, it, it was questions about like, life and whatnot. And, you know, we could refer to the book. We could refer to the Bible. Mm-hmm. We, we could do that stuff. But, like, when we would talk oh. about it ourselves, it was more so just, like, what we liked about it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, when people have questions more now, like, do you feel like you're interested in answering people's questions or talking about doubts, or is it easier just to leave them alone? Like, do you want people's questions about their doubts about faith, or do you rather that they just don't because it takes too much time and too much energy? I kind of do want them to ask me, but at the same time, I'm like, if I'm not in the right mood, if it's, like, not the right moment, don't ask me. Okay. Hmm. Kyle, what about you? Do you want people's questions? I mean, I think taking into, like, other people's perspectives is really good. But um, there are some times where, like, you're going to get the the really stereotypical, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do, why did my grandma, like, let's just be frank, I prayed four times, why did my grandma pass away? Yeah. Um, so I don't believe so why did that happen? Like, why do you think God is still real? Why would he let my grandma die? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, which there's, like, there are semi-answers that you can give. Like, there's, like, with bad things happen to good people. LOL, we're, we're not, none of us are good people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we need a savior. If we were good people, then we wouldn't need a savior. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's, like, one of the answers to that. Like, we, we're sinners. Um, why did I prayed four times? My, yeah, why didn't something happen? Why, know, didn't, why something didn't something change? Why didn't something change? Um, so I have another question. Do you guys think that people in the church debate enough? Do you think we debate and, like, have... I think we debate too much. You think we debate too much? I think what happens is that, like, we ask questions and then people say so many different things of, like, slight differences, and then they get into more debates about, like, those little differences. Okay. So we, like, stray away from the big questions. So is debating things and analyzing your faith the same thing? Um, no. Like, so I think that I, it can be easy to argue that a lot of Christians live a faith that is not very well examined. Yeah. They're not thinking about what is it that they really believe. They might culturally just go to church, yeah. but they don't 
try to answer any questions. They don't try to answer their doubts, their questions. It's just easy to leave it unaddressed. They just listen to Dr. Branson, and then they're like, oh, yeah, totally got that. And then they leave, and it's like they don't remember any of it. It's just like, I did that, woohoo. And when you say a lot of it comes from not reading the Bible for yourself, yeah. I mean, what percentage of Christians do you think read the Bible? Not a lot. Not enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christians, what are we taking into account? Let's say you know, churchgoers. What percentage church of churchgoers? Can we say that? Probably a little bit less than 50%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to say like 50%. I'd probably say less than that. Really? About yeah. 30? Did you know that the church is only getting 30% of their regular attendance? Wait, really? Yep. 30% I've of seen the re- so many people, though. 30% of their regular attendance during COVID, and the church has never been on fire, more on fire in our generation. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people just haven't come back to church. And it's, it just creates a lot of questions about what does it really mean to be the church? I mean, yeah. you're not a Christian just because you come in this building. Yeah. The so, church is a group of people. It is. We, it is like, not it's the, structured. Yeah. It's the family of God, and God loves his church um, so much. So I think it was really a blessing for us to like go through COVID because the church really got to experience what it's like to take out the bad company and completely see the church as a whole. I think church people only, who... Yeah, like that. only that 30%. Mm-hmm. That's the church as a whole. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it definitely things look different, and the way that we engage with church and with people is something different. And whenever you go through a crisis, it often exposes or brings up um, your values, so you see what was really important to me when I can't come into this building or I can't do these things. Am I going to incorporate it and put Bible reading and prayer into my life on my own without just coming into a building and having somebody else read to me and do those things? Yeah. It changes what it is that you believe, so things have definitely changed. Do you think that crisis and COVID over the last uh, two years, how long has it been? It's been a while now, uh, all this like, stuff. How, like a year and a half A year and a half. Do you think that his... Yeah. How do you think that's had an impact on people's faith as a whole? Do you think people have increased in their faith? I think it's gone both ways. So you have you have people who have increased in their faith, and then you have people who have completely dropped their faith. Yeah, like yeah. like like the people who who left and they and they then use that as like an excuse to just stop. Like that's gone down, but then the people who stayed, it's gone up. Yeah, like, you know. it's true. And, like, notice how, like, the church was originally, it's, like, originally made for the body of Christ. Like, the Bible doesn't say the church is unbelievers, but is the body of Christ. Sure. Now, we don't take, now, if we take, like, evangelism out of the account, like, we have to have evangelism because, like, we have to have people outreach to other people to, like, get more people to heaven, like, um, like we are, like we are at um, the end of the Great Commission, mm-hmm. to where we are, like we're gonna. That's gonna be fulfilled. Like we should and, be working towards it. Yeah, we need to, like we need to get there because not enough people know Jesus, and Jesus is gonna come back soon. I think we can all agree. Like there have been a lot of signs recently. Yeah, and not getting into like theories or anything but like that is just biblical prophecy 
Well, and it's a tough balance to say that I'm going to examine and have my doubts and go through those things and have faith. Yeah. It's like how much time, how much energy do I spend on things? It's true. I think I think like with faith, like you can't have you can't have faith without doubt. Like that's what they call it, faith. It wouldn't be called faith. It'd be Okay. Like that tension. Yeah. Okay. Like that's you, good. That's you, good. You have to have doubt with like faith. Like I don't believe like doubt isn't a bad thing. It's just whether you choose um You dwell in it, you live in it. Yeah. Like it's whether you choose that because like doubt can answer your questions. Sure. Doubt can drive you to work harder to figure it out. Like doubt can honestly push you harder. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. It's um but like we are gifted with mm-hmm. um yeah, we're gifted with doubt. When we have to ask faith. for faith. God gives us faith. Yeah. So you have to ask for it. So you have doubt. It's like you say, God, give me faith in this situation. It's, like, it's not on you to get all those things figured out. It's it's like the hot air and cold air theory. I don't know if you've heard this. Go for it. It's like, so with hot air, um, hot air is literally just, it's hot air. But like cold air is literally just the left behind, like the leftovers of hot air. Okay. So like a hot air has to leave for cold air to be. Okay. So, like, with cold air, that's, like, the doubt. And then with the hot air, whenever it comes in, that, like, that's that faith. That it comes takes in over the fills. cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like light and dark. Yeah. Like, you can't overtake light with darkness, but mm-hmm. you can overtake darkness with light. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this could be a completely pitch black room. You light one little candle in the middle, and now there's light in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but darkness can't overtake it. So, it's good. It's good. All right, guys. Do you have any other thoughts? Thoughts about doubt before before we get out of here? The thing is, like, I think that's a good point to finish with. Like, doubt and faith go together. Yeah. And the reason you have faith is because you're dealing with your doubts. Mm-hmm. And the Bible actually warns of us having this blind faith mm-hmm. and not living a life that is analyzed. Mm-hmm. And we've all had times where we feel like, man, I'm just doubting this, doubting this is even real. And I have moments like what Kyle was saying before where it's like, is all this real? Mm -hmm. Are we doing all this for nothing? Is this just all a crazy thing? Mm -hmm. You know, but I know that my life has been changed, and I've seen lots of people's lives changed. And God's Word is real, and it's true, and, like, He has a plan, and this is real. So, yeah. I do think think this is – I really want to go back to this because this is, like, kind of highlighted. Is like we do debate too much in the church. Um, I think really one thing that the church is struggling with right now is debating. Like, literally, I I saw this post, and it was, like, it was, like, Christians, and then it it said Christians right here, and then people who need to hear the gospel. And it's literally just, like, this this tuba in this person's face. And it says conspiracy theories on the tuba. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's so... It, like it's 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 extremely true because we are like not covering like getting the gospel out there enough. We're, we're and talking we're, about current cultural like American Christian hot topics. Yeah. Instead of actually dealing with dealing with people needing to know yeah. the gospel. And, yeah. And like things with just like um, I don't know what how am I going to say this? Just with theology. And how we're 
like constantly debating with like Calvinism or Lutheranism and mm-hmm. all those other things or like Pentecostal um, Catholicism. Just like I don't even really think that we were supposed to have denominations. Yeah, it all gets pretty muddled and messed yeah. up, doesn't it? Although I do, I do agree. Like Reformed theology is good. Um, it's literally, I think, mo- I think probably most of the church believes in Reformed theology. But secting yourself in Lutheranism or Calvinism, people get and, hung up on a certain point of it, and they make yeah, it a defining feature. Because, because like there is there is like this new age of reform theology mm-hmm. where it's um, like it is it's inhabitants of the Holy Spirit mixed with like firm theology, mm-hmm. and like that is like the perfect like we don't we can't put a name on it because it's just it's just Jesus. Like Jesus was Reformed theology. Jesus was also the inviter of the Holy Spirit. He basically confirmed it's much his more the Holy broad Spirit. than the boxes yeah. that we try to put it in. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We try to shape the Bible, God, into our like what we think it should be, but it's it's like so it's much a, bigger than it's any of us. Outside of our mind, yeah. and that's why I think it's okay to manage and deal with those doubts and those things as they come. So cool. All right. Well, Will. Kyle, is it? Is that your name? Yeah. Kyle. Kyle. Kyle's is a random guy on the street that we just found and yeah. invited him to come be a part of the podcast. And every now and then he yeah. plays worship. Yeah. Uh, All right. We picked right, him off the streets. He was a stray cat. Stray cat. Uh, stray cat Kyle. Stray cat. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. It's been Will, Stray Cat Kyle, and Chuck. Oh and gosh. we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.